0: Welcome to NFP, the non-fungible podcast with your host, decline Hey, this is the non-fungible podcast, NFP with D-Klein. Now you can find this podcast and you can dive deeper into blockchain trends on Cointelegraph magazine. Just go to cointelegraph.com slash magazine. Today, my guest is artist and rapper. It's Digi. Hey, Digi, how, y- how are you?
1: Darren, how you doing, man? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: I'm good. I have to tell you, that was really surreal when I first saw your video rapping about OG and trash artists and stuff, and then my name popped up. I am like, what the? (laughs) That was pretty wild.
1: I had to. I I mean, um, mainly because I I had gotten so much insight into a lot of the trash artists from the NFP right uh definitely shaolin shop right shaolin shop was the first person to buy one of my nfts
0: ah okay
1: yeah and so when i had heard like you know shaolin shop when i even i saw shaolin, that you had one with i was like this guy's the real deal you
0: know? <laughs> we definitely actually made one it's company. not minted yet we made one together it's pretty awesome it's gonna be oh, cool. okay. i don't you even know out. where we're minting it nice yeah that's awesome yeah, he's cool. He's actually been on my show and with uh, Second Realm, of course, too. He's been mm-hmm. on there as well. So it's yeah, this it's little like interconnected realm. community, right?
1: Yeah, that's what I like about um, NFTs in general. But is, is all of these different communities, uh, but but it's not all one. You know, right. there's like they're they're all peppered throughout uh, the entire Twitter space and. uh, You know, I like to jump into each one and try to get as much of an understanding for each one as I can.
0: Yeah, Yeah. you seem to have your finger on the pulse because when I look through some of these pieces you've done, the musical pieces you've done, I mean, you're kind of tapping into all these different sectors with that.
1: Yeah, I make it a point to try to look at uh, all the foundation artists, all the super rare artists, you know, all the people that work with WAX.
0: The people mm-hmm. that work
1: with OpenSea and stuff, because all these communities are different. Like, for example, if if there's like a new marketplace that pops up, um, I start to sort of loathe, like, oh, my God, I have to learn how this marketplace works. You know, like <laughs> maybe they have an entirely different process and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And so I feel like that's natural for for most people. It's like as soon as they, they find that market they're very comfortable with, they stick to that one as exactly. for as long as possible, you know.
0: Yeah, I tend to be that way. I mean, I've had new markets come. Like when Hickett Nunk first came on the scene, I was aware of it. And if I was smart, I would have jumped right in. Right. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I tend to like to see what happens first before I do. Right. But because of that, I kind of missed out on some opportunities, right? Like, I have not jumped into, you know, all these, you know, profile pick you know, crazes, you know, like the apes and the wicked craniums and whatever.
1: You're lucky, man. You are lucky for that. How so? Well, it's a a collection craze, right, for OpenSea. I think um, when it comes to the way that, you know... Like all the people that came in early 2021,
2: mm-hmm. there was a
1: big collection craze in terms of like, sort of trying to copy the way that crypto punks are done. You know right. what I mean? And I understand that that's also a natural thing as far as like, uh, like alt punks and stuff. They did really, really well. Mm-hmm. And after all punks was like, was like my generation. My generation came in and I was like, man, I'm gonna make digi fighters. This yeah, is yeah, yeah. It, you know, and once digi I fighters digi are cool, fight- man. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, but that's like my homage to like, you know, throwing up gaming. I was always gaming and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But I just I bring that up because uh, when I'm in the in the middle of creating Digi Fighters, uh, I'm, I'm still navigating the space. I'm still trying to learn uh, what NFTs are. And I start seeing mm-hmm. like all this incredible art. And I'm like, yo, these people are really making a living doing this. And they're making things that require tons and tons of skill. Mm. You know what I mean? uh and so i feel like like we were talking about a little bit earlier is like how all the communities are fragmented um there's still a lot of people that don't know about like let's say your side of the fence where you know people have a different people put a different emphasis on a different type of art you know
0: sure yeah well and like i i got became aware of the scene through the trash art movement Uh, And I have created some trash art myself, but I maybe it's the imposter syndrome. I don't really see myself as like, I mean, I just, I I don't know how to word it. I I just saw that and I entered it and that was my entry into the scene, you know, but I mean, those guys are real OG like Rob Ness and and Max Osiris and, you know, and i just kind of like, oh, hey, what's this? Do you know what I mean? (laughs) So yeah, sure. um, it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's um, fascinating. I
1: mean, what you're doing with the zombies, I would say, requires skill as well because I can't draw that well. You know, I would love <laughs> to be able to. Thank
0: I've
2: you. Been doing
1: daily, I've been doing daily noodles uh, on my notepad because of the NFT scene. Like, man, I got to really increase my skill. I got to get better at something. You know what I mean? I love doing pixel art, but I really want to try to uh, push myself to do something, you know, on that caliber. You know
0: I'm, mm. I'm feeling like lately. Thank you, by the way i'm feeling lately like just the kind of more spontaneous freely drawn stuff i'm really enjoying like where I, it's just it takes less time but there's a certain i don't know freshness to it you know when it's just kind of quickly drawn you know it's just it's not using reference images or anything it's just completely made up so how long have you been doing that like how long have you been uh just drawing in general oh pff, since i was a child yeah nice. um Yeah, I I was the kid who drew all over his desk in class and some teachers would get annoyed and some teachers would encourage it, you know, Um, I had there was a teacher who even allowed me to take large sheets of paper and tape it down to cover my entire desk and then just let let me draw everywhere. Best type of teacher right there. What's funny is, you know, I often talk about how I don't remember a lot of my childhood. you know people see oh maybe something traumatic happened it's like no i think i was just busy doodling and not paying attention (laughs) to anybody else because i'll have kids in my you know former you know classmates you know they'll be like oh remember in grade four when so and so did blah 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 i'm like nope you know what i was probably drawing something (laughs) right absolutely
1: that's a man you were a busy bee
0: yeah (laughs) I don't know how I learned anything honestly cuz <laughs> I don't I'm know how you, I absorbed man. anything.
1: I'm with you. A lot of those early like uh early memories I don't remember either.
0: Yep. But what's cool about it is when I draw that kind of stuff now I still feel kind of like a little kid.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Right? I think that's yeah. And you know there's so much um I don't know what the best word for it is, but right now there's I put like the way the NFT space is constructed right now, as far as like artistry goes, it's, it feels like that. It feels like a playground and everybody mm-hmm. has a different playground. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, and for in some cases, certain kids don't like other kids in their playground. Hey, we don't like this type of guy <laughs> in the playground. Get out of here. You know,
0: this is our slide.
1: <laughs> yeah. This is where we hang out, you know? So I think that's really funny. And, you know, as a person that tries his best, I guess to, oh, to really push this an ad, uh, analogy is like going from playground to playground, trying to figure out what like, what pushes everybody's buttons, you know? Mm. Um, it's just really interesting to see the dynamics in between them, see a lot of the conversations that happen in between them. People get along really well. Some people really don't. And, uh, yeah, it just that's what it feels like. It feels like a lot of kids are having a lot of fun doing what they do. And that's why I really enjoy the space, because it's it's the opposite of what Twitter
2: usually is. Right? right,
0: right, right. Yeah. What do you think of this whole you speak of pushing buttons? What do you think of the whole digital art chick Beanie Max drama? What do you think of that? Do you follow that at all? Yeah. This whole I thing where people were saying they're one and the same. It's a whole group of people behind them right. with these accounts. Is there truth to that? I never really investigated.
1: As far as I'm concerned, there's no truth to it, hmm. uh, because, I mean, that's what they're making it seem, right? Like Beanie had this whole long uh post about mm-hmm. like uh you know, like sort of apologizing to his team and stuff like that. I felt like that was that was coming, you know? Mm. Uh I have I have one of the Beanie comics, right? Oh. And so when Beanie was, you know, going all out and messing with everybody and saying the wrong things i'm over here like bro like you're really messing with my investment right now you know like this is gonna tank <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah you're watching everything that he says and going okay is this helping my value on this yeah. piece or her chill them? out
2: man <laughs>
0: yeah just telling the guy to chill out you know um
1: but I, and i also kind of wish i had one of those um, ether poems too that that, mm. that uh, digital art chick put out
2: mm-hmm. um
1: but i think that since people are talking about how they're like a team they must be doing really well in terms of like their marketing or in terms of the way that they're pushing everyone's buttons like that's i don't know man i don't get that i don't understand their entire
0: like approach is just kind of find another way to kind of trigger people to react basically
1: right i find them very interesting but i don't i don't get the whole like Let's get people mad in order to get people interested in me. It's
0: <laughs> I got pulled in I once was so by digital art check check one times where I replied something to some trolling question and people were like, "Dude, she's a troll. Just let it go." I'm like, "Oh, okay. I didn't realize." That was me. That was that was, right. that was right. That was right.
1: I don't remember what it was. Oh, she said. Um, she said, uh, "I only I only meant on Mondays."
0: Oh yeah 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 That's yeah right. and
1: and. And that's for obvious reasons, right? Like what obvious reasons uh, are you talking about? (laughs) And that's your genius, right? It's like, because I got caught up in between the two. I was sitting there for like a minute. Like, what is, (laughs) now she's making me think. I'm like, what the hell is she talking about? And then like, after like a minute, I was like, she's just messing with me. This is stupid. Like, why why am I thinking about this? Well,
0: and I have to admit, when you see for obvious reasons, you're like, okay, I don't see I an missing? obvious reason. <laughs> what am I missing? But I'm the type of person that, like, I'm just like, you know what? If I don't understand it, I'll just say, it. like, I, I don't think there's any shame in it, in that. You know, a lot of people, yeah. especially in this space, I find there's there's no way you can actually understand everything that's going on. So just accept that you don't. That don't try to pretend yeah. that you do. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm just like, I don't get it. What's the obvious reason? <laughs> of course Which there is wasn't one
1: yeah which which also helps their algorithm in a way yeah like more people count uh, posting and stuff like that
0: do you actually check like your engagement stuff like everybody's talking about engagement lately and they're like oh my engagement's down it's like who cares
1: Nah, i never check my engagement it's never been a thing i mean i don't know it's it's uh, i'm doing i'm doing everything in reverse i think you know it's like i don't i don't have to i don't know i don't have to post like my art and then go out into the nft space and try to promote it right and i say that because i'm tagging 25 to 30 artists every time i i I drop rhymes Mm -hmm,
2: mm -hmm.
1: and then they go and they retweet it and it it just ripple effects from there sure you know
0: i have a similar experience with the podcast right obviously not 25 tags at a time yeah of course right let's talk about that let's talk yeah absolutely let's talk about that for you you know what's that i mean have you been in the rapping kind of scene for a long time prior to this or was that something that you developed recently
1: no man it was nfts that that made me put myself out there okay right um i've always been i've always been rapping like you said when you were a kid and you would go you know to your desk and just start doodling i would just start writing i would write and i would it's just something that I've always done for years, and that's why I can just pump out these videos so consistently. The first, the first fourteen NFT collectives were back to back. There were fourteen days in a row where oh, I wrote wow. fourteen verses, okay, and each one had 20 something artists in them. Uh, I recorded the videos, I edited videos, and I put them all out back to back. You know, it was sort of my like my test. Like, can I can I do this for a very long period of time? And if I could, can I show the people like what I'm capable of and will they like it, you know? Um, But just growing up in terms of like. uh, If I ever felt a certain way, the same way an artist would doodle and like I would just write, I would put on a a YouTube beat or something like that, and I would be able to write, fit in a verse. Into uh, whatever it is I'm feeling at
2: Mm -hmm, the time. mm -hmm.
0: What was that dynamic like in school? Like, you know, was it something where you did that with your friends or.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In high school, there was a there was definitely a time where I was uh, in the lunchroom, like we were exchanging verses and stuff Mm. like that. Uh, So that was fun. That was a really fun part of my life. There was a buddy of mine. uh, Who I remember still to this day, he went and he performed at like a church, Mm -hmm. you know, and I remember thinking like, damn, that guy's on stage, man. That's so cool, you know, and he's doing his rap, you know, so there was a healthy competition there as well. And now that I'm older, I'm thinking like if I can develop this and turn like make actual songs make an album yeah maybe then I can be on stage at one point too you know
0: yeah
2: yeah
1: so yeah it's been it's been interesting
0: you you have for the listeners who don't know you have a collection on OpenSea Uh, I believe it's called Digi if I'm right D-I-G-I NFT Collective yeah and basically what you've done is you've created I think it's a hundred thousand copies of this collective piece am i correct
1: there's a there's 35 of each uh video up right now Right. so if there's a right now i believe in the first album there's 25 collectives yeah and there's 35 in each of them
0: okay right but i mean uh, like a the collective album, album, made, album number like, one there's like i think a hundred thousand copies of it correct
1: right because i was wondering if i sold like you know, theoretically, if I sold 100,000 NFTs of yeah. the album, did I make 100,000 album sales?
0: What <laughs> is, is that? What is that? Platinum or what is that? I don't even know. Yeah, I have no idea. But I think <laughs> that's really interesting.
1: Thought. It
0: is yeah, a cool yeah, idea. But... Totally. Absolutely. And you, uh, you've you had a few people pick it up already. So that's awesome. Yeah. And
1: by the way, that's um, the artwork is done by Crypto Fantasy, which is big okay. into like... Uh, nft like uh, trash art she's really Mm -hmm, good mm -hmm,
0: man
1: mm -hmm. i was blown away by that album
0: It's awesome so here here's the interesting thing if you think of your album as a crypto asset and as a market cap okay your circulating supply is a hundred (laughs) thousand right right (laughs) and they were selling for a quarter of an ethereum let's say that's 500 us right now ish right okay Mm -hmm. so 500 (laughs) times 100,000. <laughs> you got a pretty no, good market cap there, buddy.
1: Mind blown, man. Mind blown. That's, I can only hope,
0: right? I think that's the way you should present it. It's got a circulating supply of 100,000. Yeah. <laughs> right? The Current current market cap value is blah, blah, blah. That's
2: Keep it. Going. I made it, baby. That's yeah, it. You, <laughs> you are the
0: owner of an enormous market cap congratulations
1: yeah man well it it all comes down to like for me it really comes down to the people enjoying it
2: you Mm -hmm. know
1: like and i wanted to ask you when i had put you into the actual into the actual verse yep and i just dropped and i just dropped the video and i was like i hadn't
0: told you beforehand or anything like that
1: i just put you in the verse what was that feeling like i'm very curious to know
0: it was very affirming. Uh, when I heard it, I was like, holy, like, I mean, to me, it just felt really like a, an honor, you know, to be included with those people you were mentioning. Right. Right. So it's more about
1: the inclusion of the people that you were around.
0: Yeah, that was a huge part of it, to, to see you talking about these other people who I really right. respect and then mentioning me with those people okay
1: yeah that's a delicate balance that i have to find if i were to like take that into consideration sometimes it's very random Mm. uh, because that's how i do my writing like i have the beat going and i'll write literally scrolling doing what i would normally do on twitter Mm -hmm. scrolling through and um I'll start writing names. If the names uh, match, if the names rhyme in some way, or if I can, you know, create a concept out of them somehow.
0: I see. Um,
1: But it's, it's important for me to know only because, you know, some people have reached out to me before and they're like, man, I had such a terrible day and you were able to rap about me and it like lifted me up and gave me the sense of like, uh, that I can keep going in the space or, you know,
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That I'm
1: being recognized in some sort of way So everybody has uh, Some people just completely ignore it right? so Everyone has a, <laughs> everyone
0: Well there's has so a many little notifications On Twitter like anytime I get up in the morning And I look at my notifications There's I don't know how many Right so yeah, that's you another just thing kinda, I have to factor in Kind of You know scroll through them right
1: Yeah so. another thing I have to factor in Is whether or not like The people actually check their notifications <laughs> And stuff like that <laughs> Oh, but I only say that because like everyone has a different experience with it.
0: Sure.
2: You know what I mean?
0: Uh, In my case, you're mentioning the idea of me um, with the podcast was kind of the idea of it, of course. Right. And uh, I don't know, it just makes me feel like the podcast is worthwhile. Right. When I know people listen to it and gain something from it. Right. You know, because in reality, I mean, it's just out there. And unless people say, oh, hey, I listen to blah, blah, blah. I have no idea what people think of it. Right. So it's just it's just neat to have that feedback.
1: Right. Yeah. You know, I got to tell you, uh, I'm big into wax, right? Wax was mm. the first blockchain that I got into, even though mm-hmm. I sell my DigiPytos and OpenSea, we'll move over to, to wax pretty soon. Mm hmm. But um Wax was the first one that I got into because I love the monsters of rap. Like uh-huh. Monsters of Rap is this big like uh card collection where he where this guy named Rory McQueen, yeah, he makes these uh he makes these uh you know, like zombified or you know, oh yeah, I know all about sort of it. I know practice. all about it.
0: Well and prior oh, to that okay. it was um oh man, love is the answer was a part of that as well, prior to Rory. I oh believe. what is that? Uh, Nathan, oh man, I'm embarrassed to not remember his name right now. <laughs> Let me look it up, because I, I, I got to say, I got to give him credit. Just... Love is, the, Love is answer. the answer. Okay, where is he? <laughs> He's in my, ah, here he is. Love is the answer. Nathan, and then a bunch of numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I believe he was the original I, th- I unless I'm confusing him with somebody. Okay. He was the original Monsters of Art artist, I believe. I could be wrong. Oh, I really? I didn't it was... know there was no... Well, oh. if you look at them, they change. ah like, there's a yeah. certain style and then poof, they're different.
1: I see. I follow because this guy he, already. He, he left the five, project. Eight,
0: eight. Yeah, you got Nathan five eight eight nine three six nine six. I don't know what those numbers are for, but anyway, he's a cool guy. He's actually been on the show. Um, oh, okay, and uh, really, really cool guy. Um, he actually is hangs with Ken Bozak a lot. Like if you ever watch the Ken Bozak videos, Oh, this is his buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've seen his live streams for sure. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm quite sure he's he's. I feel like I'm correct here in saying he was originally involved with Monsters of Rap. I feel oh my
1: god, it blowing my mind right now.
0: I think it was him, and I'm I'm feeling really like okay. I hope I'm right now. Nathan McRory. Um, dang it. I don't know, man.
1: All right. Well, so I do understand. Like, there's a big, there's a bit of a difference in some of the art styles.
0: Mm. But um, well, there's a pretty significant shift if you look. Man, I wish I I was better prepared for that particular topic, but. But um, well, anyway,
1: either way, what um you really put me onto what I was going with that was you really put me onto um, the the story of Graffiti Kings. That mm-hmm. guy is ridiculous, man.
0: Yeah, he. I've also had him on the show.
1: Yeah, and that's why I learned about his story from. Oh, okay, from, okay. From your podcast. Right on. Yeah. And I mean, I just have a love for Wax in general because of Monsters of Rap. And I'd mm-hmm. seen Graffiti Kings a lot, very often, you know. Mm-hmm. But after uh, you had put me, I was like, man, I got to get this guy on one of the collectives. So I started rapping about him, you know. And I don't know. I just love the energy that comes from that page. From that guy. Uh, is Darren Cullen, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that guy's got a tremendous energy. I love his vigilante story or whatever. Like,
0: It's pretty amazing. Uh,
1: it is. Yeah, like the cops coming to talk to him about the graffiti and all that. Really
0: cool stuff. Really it cool. is a great story. Yep. Yeah. Anyone who wants to learn about it, you can just dig through the old <laughs> NFP catalog. It's in there. Graffiti Kings, I think, is the title of the episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it that's a awesome.
0: really cool story, you know, where you take uh people who were basically, you know, seen as vandals. And now they're recognized as renowned artists.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Really cool. Just vigilante story to me. It seems like you're flipping the table around and now you're needed, you know, instead of seen as a a criminal or something like that.
0: But it also points to the idea that sometimes we tend to stigmatize things that really, if it's just a matter of how you look at it, it can be a positive, you know?
1: Yeah, it's just, I don't know, bureaucratic stuff, I guess. Right, like people just doing their job.
0: (laughs) I guess, yeah. You get kind of... Just your own little perspective on things kind of limits things in that sense. Yeah. So hey, oh hey, I wanted to ask you about Jay Z buying a punk. What'd you think of that?
1: Here's the thing, right? With <laughs> he's, Z- he's shaking his head. <laughs> by the way, for people who are
0: listening. <laughs>
1: well, because I'm, I'm being a hypocrite here now. Okay, we're all hypocrites in some well, way, yeah. shape, or form. Sure we right? are. Uh, so I understand how like um, a lot of people in the NFT space have a particular perspective on like celebrities.
0: Sure. You
1: know what I mean, um, and it's usually not very positive, right? Mm. It's like, Hey, this NFT space is an underground space is for artists that we can do our thing and yada, yada. And then these NFTs are NFT kids are going to come out our playground and really mess things up, you know, or these celebrities. <laughs> it's rather. Our They're gonna slide. Come our... Yeah, this is our slide. We don't want celebrity <laughs> kids on our slide, you know? <laughs> um, but I don't know, man. As like, and I feel torn because I grew up with Jay Z's music. Like mm-hmm. that's to me, if we were sitting here having a conversation about who the best rapper is, you know, alive anyway, I would be saying that it's Jay Z. Watch right? the
0: throne is like probably one of the best hip hop albums ever made.
1: Yeah, him and Kanye. I don't know if it's there's amazing. a better one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I just love all of his work, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've, and you know, being young, I see him, you know. Just following him along, especially being one of the tech kids growing up, being like sort of very introverted on the Internet, looking for music and stuff like that. You know, watching his evolution from Reasonable Doubt over to like, you know, 444 has been just a mind blowing experience. So, you know, for me to be like now rapping in this space and then he takes interest in the space, I just think it's like it's it correlates, doesn't it? In some weird way, like, I don't know. i think it's it's, it's like
0: crypto in general where it just inevitably seeps into all facets of life and obviously celebrities are gonna you know pick up on it at some point because they see there being a potential value there for them it's not the same because they don't need the money right right they see the opportunity uh, it's an opportunity right right i think in general it's not harmful to the space though i mean you could look at this last few months and go oh yeah it definitely was harmful look at how it was a bubble and then it popped it's like yeah but that was inevitable like that was going to happen it happened very rapidly right maybe it wouldn't have happened quite so rapidly had it not been for those people entering the space but it has to it if you look at the internet boom when it happened i, I talked about this months ago with uh, who was it well i don't remember but anyway you, you know, you had the companies like the pets.com and whatever that were everybody was, you know, investing in all these crazy Internet companies. And then 90 percent of them failed. And everyone's like, it's over. The Internet's dead. It's like, no, right. the internet's not not. It corrected right? itself. Yeah. Yeah. But it had to go through, a, like you said, a correction. Mm-hmm. And the Amazon's endured and the companies with legitimate purposes injured or they or they adjusted themselves they adapted right
1: yeah i see it as a way of you know like nfts are inevitably going to become mainstream Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and it's going to be everyone's nightmare when every single celebrity adopts you know some sort of like position in nfts right i probably you know i remember rob ness saying it won't even be called nfts right anymore it'll just be absorbed by what is normal art like the regular Mm -hmm. mainstream
2: culture and it's just going
1: to be the way that we you know, start putting this stuff out. You know what I
0: mean? Sorry, just a second. I can leave a message. (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, no problem.
1: So, you know, it's just, uh, the way that I see it, it's like, it's going to become mainstream inevitably, you know, so just to know that, like, Jay-Z is getting involved in it, it just, it, it excites me only because, you know, he's one of the very, very, very few celebrities that, you know, I tend to fan over. I'm just like, Mm. oh my God, this guy's a man, you know? You know, whatever. But you know what's funny is in the Monsters of Rap collection, he's known as Shady Sean. And he's got like, he's got these horns and stuff like that because he has such like a, a, just like a checkered past. You know what I mean? Okay. But I really like that. I like that idea that, you know, somebody can put themselves out there and evolve through their music and you can see it, you can see it happen. So it's just been, you know, so it's been a cool experience. I know that the NFT world is like, dude, get the celebrity out of you. you know, but for me, it's like oh, it's really cool. man.
0: I don't have a problem with it. I, I think like you're saying, it's it's just an inevitable thing. You know, like, you know, when you look at uh, how music has evolved over the last couple of decades, it's it's bound to come to that, because like if you look at the streaming platforms and I've talked to lots of musicians who are like, hey, you no, know, this is not sustainable for artists, right? Like, unless you're like the very elite, you're making very little money from this, right. And it's not to say that you can't keep that platform. But in terms of artists actually having something where they can make a sustainable revenue, the NFT solution is is a great solution. Now, I think you're also correct in that we won't talk about it the technical ways we talk about it now, just like when uh, you know, uh, the internet was a new thing. You know, you had to understand how to do all these things to just get it to work, right? And yeah, you had to code an
1: email if I'm, yeah. if I'm
0: wrong. I don't now you don't, don't need to know anything, right? You just turn on your computer. Know, right. Have you turned it off and on again? That's basically the solution to everything, right? Yeah. So <laughs> you remember that will show, IT Crowd? You ever see that show?
1: I've never seen that show. You've never seen
0: the IT Crowd? No, no. Uh I think it's on Netflix hilarious you should watch it oh is it a
1: comedy um, it's comedy it's a comedy
0: okay. about uh these it guys who work in the basement of this ridiculous corporation and uh it's I see. it's uk based and uh what's his name is in it chris o'dowd i think is the one of the stars of the show and richard iode and it's very funny and uh yeah basically everybody looks down upon them uh.
1: Nice, I see it. I see it right now. Oh, it's yeah. got a does it have a office space type of vibe to it?
0: No. No. You'll have to watch it. You'll have to watch it. Okay. Give it you gotta give it a good two, three shows though, before you make any judgment calls on it, because you have to kind of get to know it's quite hilarious.
1: <laughs> it's got five series. It's a series, yes. it's not a season.
0: Correct. There's five okay. seasons, I believe. Well the last one is just like a single episode, I believe, like a reunion type of thing. Gotcha. Yeah, How does got it correlate it. with the uh, the internet? How does it correlate with the internet? I'm not sure I follow. Did I go off topic there?
1: Oh, yeah. We were talking about like the creation <laughs> of the internet and the bubble and stuff. <laughs> You're like, hey, watch the show. I
0: was just wondering. <laughs> I don't know the connection anymore. I Oh, awesome. I know what it was. It's the quote. Have you turned it off and on again? That's from the oh, IT crowd. Okay. okay? Oh my God. Like if you, it, it, you know, anyone ever has a technical problem with any computer related issue, the joke is to <laughs> say, oh, have you turned it off and on again? It's from that show, okay? Because what would happen is, you know, these people working in this office building know nothing about computers and they'll call down to the IT guy and be like, hi, I can't get my computer to work. And he always, his answer is, have you turned it off and on again? They're like, oh, thanks, it worked, <laughs> right? That's basically, <laughs> that's his job. So he gets tired of saying this on the phone. And so he yep. just sets up an answering machine. So you call and you say, hello, uh, my computer's not working. Then it just plays a tape. Have you tried turning it off and on again? And they're like, thanks, that solved it. <laughs> he just sits there drinking coffee all day doing nothing. That's
1: the answering message, right? Thanks, I yeah, yeah, solved yeah. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I see anyway. that sometimes on Twitter where like uh, people have a problem with anything. Anything at all, and then yeah. someone jumps in and have you turned it on and off again? Yeah, yeah,
0: that's that's yeah. basically it. So, yeah, that's my technical advice for listeners today. If you're having difficulties with, I don't know, MetaMask, <laughs> Rareable, just turn your computer off and on again. Yeah, that's amazing. So, yeah, no, definitely have to check out that show. I think you'd enjoy it. Then you can rap about it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's the funny part. Is I'm just trying to include. I've Been thinking about that too. I was just trying, like, should I include people that are not in the NFT space at all? Just uh, okay, maybe mm. just the Bitcoin world or like expanding a little bit in terms of uh, like, should I throw it up? Should I throw it on the hip hop hashtag? Uh
0: huh, where
1: you know it's it's a different lane that I'm it is. I it is. Like,
0: so, like, when you came into the crypto space, were you into those things or what got you into the space in the first place then?
1: Oh man, I was into uh. I was into Gary V. Vee, Gary V.'s work. Oh, Okay. You know, because he's on every single social media platform. Yep.
0: Right. Um,
1: and like 2018, I was like, I was doing eBay and stuff, because Gary V was like, "Hey, you could just take, you could take this thing, and then you could put it up on eBay and make money." You know what I mean? I like how you, know, I you like, talked right. like yeah. him
0: there for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> he holds oh, the dude, pencil in front so of the much. camera exactly how Gary V would have held it. <laughs> Speaking. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah I mean, I have watched so much of his
1: content. It's, it's insane. Um
0: but yeah eventually
1: you know I would go on to sell uh, a bunch of stuff on eBay but I wasn't happy doing it right like okay. I was making a good amount of money I just wasn't uh-huh. happy doing it um and you know after the pandemic hit I'm doom scrolling for like a couple of months and I'm like I can't keep doing this you know uh-huh. so eventually I see uh, there's an exchange between Kenneth Bosak and Gary V yeah and it wasn't a very like positive exchange you know mm. But Gary V still responded, which I thought was really weird. Because Normally, some, you know, somebody would come out in the comments and they would say something negative and Gary wouldn't even like give it Engage, the time of right. day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he engaged with them and I was like, why would he do that? You know, so I, that's when I started looking into Kenneth Bosak. So Kenneth Bosak was the first guy that, like Gary V pointed, you know, like a, a big neon sign to NFTs. Yep. And I was still trying to understand what it was. Sure. So Kenneth Bostock was the guy who helped me understand what it was. You know, I just started following him. And then from mm-hmm. there, I went down that rabbit hole. Uh, and that's why I started off with Wax. Because, you know, Kenneth was out there like, dude, get off Sea, You know, don't be on Sea. Like, Ethereum sucks. <laughs> Stick with Wax, you know. And I'm like, yo, yeah, he's well, like I just started. staunchly, you know, Wax
0: maximalist, I guess you could say. No, I'm yeah, kidding. He's yeah, not really.
1: <laughs> well, he's... In- you know, he's like ninety-five percent of that, right? Cause mm-hmm. Isn't? Wouldn't that technically be his career? Like, that's who he works with. He's partnered with them in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I get it. I understand it, but also, you know, he makes a good point. You know, in terms of, uh you know, the technology that Ethereum uses isn't really necessary in terms of, you know, mm-hmm. making NFTs, right? Right. Right. In his words, it was like uh you're underutilizing the technology smart contracts are supposed to be for big purchases or whatever i'm not 100 sure i hear what you're saying yeah and he's like with wax you don't really need to do that that's why wax is no gas fees and stuff like that so when i created digifighters kenneth was actually the guy that i had showed uh all the like the templates to the originals okay yeah and he was like man you should put these in packs and sell them you know Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, I was so torn at that point because I had seen um I had seen Bitbones collection.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a
1: guy that goes by Bitbones, he makes like he makes like a thousand of these skeletons, mm-hmm. all in different, you know, uh, sort of like archetypes, all in different sort of costumes in a way. Yep, yep. And uh, so he was the guy that actually inspired Digifighters. So I felt kind of like weird because I was like inspired by this guy on OpenSea, but then this uh-huh. other big name on Wax. Is like, yo, you should come over here and just release the packs of them, you know, you can give mm-hmm. people like a bunch of different packs. So I don't know, I feel weird. So now what I'm doing is I'm actually creating all of series one and those are all founders' cards. Mm-hmm. And I'll release like a a sort of a you know different version of them on wax and put them okay. all in packs. Mm. And whoever owns those open sea cards, they also have access to a one out of one on wax, you know, which is oh, kind of okay. a bigger deal. Because on Wax, you can have like a thousand, ten thousand, a hundred thousand of one card. Yeah. You know, and that can circulate very easily because of the different community that's there. Um, So, you know, I'm still torn about it, right? Like, I still want to take Digifighters over to Wax.
0: I think, you know um, what, forget loyalty. Yeah. Just use whatever platforms you want to use. Like, don't worry about being loyal to a platform. Do you know what I mean? I mean, right. obviously, if you're yeah, employed yeah. by the platform, that's different. <laughs> yeah, that is Right. Different. Um, but like this summer, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm putting more stuff out on wax this summer. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know if you knew, I did that Bozak zombie thing on wax. Did you ever see those? Yeah. I oh, love okay. that
1: he's doing that. And he's collabing with mm-hmm. artists from all over the place, right? hmm I love that he's doing that. Cause I've seen him with like, uh, there's another guy that I follow called Malchik, a uh, really solid dude. Uh, Fat Baby is on there. a uh, Amor's Cash is on there. Like he's collabed with almost all of these artists. And it's a way of also of him to introduce a lot of the open sea artists over into wax without them mm-hmm. having to utilize um, the, the interface of wax. Like, hey, you don't even have to learn the market. Just like send me the art and I'll, you know, and they pick up all of this stuff because he's tied into something called our planet and our planet is another like right. genius thing that wax comes up with. Yes, it's amazing.
0: Well, and again, with wax, the advantage being you've just got that speed that just cannot be matched by Ethereum. Yeah. Uh, even layer two is wax is just because it's a delegated proof of stake. It's just very quick. Right. So,
1: yep. I love what they're doing in terms of their in terms of their community. And it's also very interesting because what I find very different about wax is that there's a lot of people on wax from all over the world that are really, really hustling, trying to make a living off of
2: mm. it.
1: you know, and it's very different from OpenSea, where OpenSea, they have You know, you it's very difficult to pick up a free piece from someone on OpenSea and then go and like resell it somewhere really quickly.
2: You know, Mm, if you experiment with
1: the wax market, you can like, let's say you uh, you create like a a drop. There's a tool that they have called Nefty Blocks. And you experiment with creating a free drop, for example, Mm -hmm. and you don't even tell anyone about the drop. You don't you don't blast it out. You don't tell anyone about it. You just say, okay, today at four o'clock in the afternoon. This free drop is going to activate and anyone who claims the NFT can take it. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: That
1: NFT will fly in less than 20 minutes because I don't know what it is that that snips them out, but people find them.
0: Yeah, I don't know. No, Atomic Hub is pretty slick that way, just in terms of being able to pick stuff up and trade it around and whatever.
1: Yeah. And so less than 10 seconds, you'll see that free NFT that you just put out up on the market already for like 10, 15, 20 cents. Right. You know? Well,
0: and then you're getting royalties on it.
1: Yeah. So if you can do that like 10,000 times, 100,000 times, it, it creates like an interesting dynamic where now you're in this uh, mass production type of NFT space uh, and everyone is just circulating your NFTs all over the place. You know. So I think that there's a lot of potential for brand building there if you do it right.
0: Well, I think Bozak puts it well when he says basically, if you look at, say, the super rare, no one origin, whatever, that's kind of like your museum quality art space, right? Right. And wax is more like the gift shop, right? Where you buy the posters and you buy the t shirts (laughs) and you buy the souvenirs, right? Yeah, that's awesome. The collectibles, right? And the reality is, most people can't go into that uh, fine arts gallery and pick up the $10,000 art on the wall, but they can buy the poster yep and that's i think it's a good comparison a good analogy yeah
1: especially if like the gift shop has like all these crazy rewards right you know they're literally giving you money back and that's what our planet is it's you know just alone i can make like 600 wax a week right i'm not sure what that equates to in, in dollar value but i don't
0: remember the value of wax it's been so volatile
1: yeah, well, just in terms of being able to stake NFTs, and then on a weekly basis, they just give you wax back, right? You know, you, or you, you know, whenever you want to. But you know, because I have so many monsters of rap cards, okay, uh, and and a couple of Kenneth Bosack uh, NFTs, I'll stake them, and then they'll just make money back for you, you know.
0: Right. I got to get into the staking. I've just kind of let my stuff sit there, and I haven't been as active, proactive as I should be, probably.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I made a cool buddy that he's been showing me how to, uh, that you can sort of like, you can get your wax back from our planet and then you can go and buy rigs. You can go buy something called rigs. Okay. Or elements or whatever. And then you can stake all that stuff onto our planet. It's
0: pretty cool. I like yeah, it's, it. uh, there's a lot to explore there in wax, for sure. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like
1: that's every market, right? Every market that you get into, it's always yep. some sort of, Process. But I,
0: I find it unfortunate that some people will like look down on a particular one and then say oh this one's trash for this reason and it's like no just let that go right it has its place yeah people are using it they're enjoying it you know and uh there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with having competing platforms like if you look at uh, tezos and hickett nunk right i mean yeah it's clunky it's you would think it would be being that it's tezos you would think it would be faster than it is you know what i mean like it, right. have you have you done much on on hicket nunk
1: yeah i've uh, i minted two pieces on there i minted okay, three okay. pieces
0: on there okay yeah so i understand what you're saying oh yeah here you got your your hicket nunk link link right here i'll check it out a second <clears throat> yeah and uh i don't know when you go there to mint stuff and then you know if you're I'm expecting it to be like wax where it's just gonna be like, boom, done. And it's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, isn't know. that so
1: interesting though, that it, it feels underground.
0: Yes. You know,
1: it feels very underground and it still blew up in terms of, uh, all these different crazy art styles, you know, yeah. something like wax or open has a much more clean uniform. Like they hired a UI designer like,
2: mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. and,
1: and Hen was just like, nah, no, we don't We don't need any of that. Like we'll throw all of that in the trash, you know, like forget that, I they'll
0: do figure it out. <laughs> still like, I do still like being able to search for things more easily on some other platforms, but I get yeah. what they're, do- I think I get what they're doing with Hen where it's, it's about the art. It's not about the name behind the art. Like you actually have to look for the art and go, oh, I like this piece of art rather than, oh, so-and-so made this, so therefore it has value. Do you see what I'm saying?
1: absolutely yeah
0: so obviously people still find their way around it and they go oh okay this is a robness because robness did that whole thing where he didn't say it was his art but everybody figured it out you know what i mean um, oh yeah i had a buddy that found um at least one of his anonymous profiles
1: or something like that mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he sent it over to me so every time like robness drops one i'm just like oh yeah i'll pick it up if it's like you know if it's pretty cheap then i uh, i'll be well there, you but... know?
0: You make a good point, though. He might have three, four other anonymous profiles that we don't know about,
1: right? Now he'll definitely create one, right? Since, you know, we have a couple <laughs> guys here bookmarking the thing, you know? <laughs> right. The and... only problem I have with Hen is that it has uh, it has, that, like, Instagram type of feel to it. Ah. You know, because you can't search up right. specific pieces of art. It's like I spend a lot of time scrolling and that's that's okay cuz so I'm sometimes in the mood to do that but sometimes I'm just like it feels exhausting
0: you know It's harder to engage too right like it's harder to because you lack that ability to follow somebody in the same way but um, Right Yeah I don't know there's pros and cons there's pros and cons
1: Yeah I think it's amazing doing what it's doing
0: Yeah for sure there is stuff on there that i look at and go oh that's cool and then there's stuff that i'm like i don't know you know there's so much being produced on it
1: yeah and if you like accidentally refresh or something like that it's gone (laughs) it's gone (laughs) you won't ever find that piece again (laughs) Uh, you can have that one that you like you really like
2: you know you'll be like oh man
1: Let me come back. Let me scroll back to this one real quick. And you accidentally close your page or Uh, refresh? You're never seeing uh, that again.
0: See, like I just came across one right now. It's just freaking awesome. It's Michelangelo's David with the Teletubbies, and the Teletubbies are all drinking and getting wasted. (laughs) (laughs) It's called Party Hard. I have no idea who the artist is, but if they're listening, this is a cool piece says david found some friends in an underground party late night last night i think he meant everybody was drunk as fuck he says he got just one (laughs) bottle and took only this photo
1: (laughs) it's really interesting where people's minds go man (laughs) i gotta say
0: drunk teletubbies is pretty funny yeah i gotta say (laughs) but again for you to find this It's practically impossible unless I click the URL and copy and paste it to you. You'll never find this piece.
1: Yeah. Like, you won't ever tell me, like, hey, have you seen that drunk Teletubbies piece of art before? (laughs) Yeah, I'll be like, no, man, there's like a sea of them.
0: Yes. So, I don't know. Is there a whole drunk Teletubbies movement that I've missed? No, I mean, like, a sea of
1: pieces of art that I'll never, ever get to that point, you know?
0: You know, apes, wicked craniums, skulls, drunk Teletubbies. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's actually a good point. You just put a bunch of different hats on them or something.
0: They all look with, drunk. With some whiskey or beer or, I mean, wow. I th- Hey, I think this is an idea. <laughs> you might ape into that, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I don't know, oh, man. man. I feel like whenever those, uh they come out, and i even have the urge to like man i want to buy one you know and it's like one of those 10,000 collections i already feel like no this is a bad feeling like <laughs> you definitely shouldn't fall for this impulse you know uh,
0: what do you think of the whole pickles thing
1: i don't know uh people said that they openly told everyone that they were going to rug pull is that yeah. true uh,
0: i don't know any of i don't know any truth to that they did say it they said, "Look, it's just a rug pull. We're just going to take the money and run, kind of idea. But here's the pickles, so buy them." And people bought them. I don't know. And I think one of them turned what? out to be a golden pickle or something like that. Wasn't that the case?
1: Right. <laughs> that I understood, and that was the part that there was a little wheel in my brain that was like, "Buy, <laughs> you know, buy at least you one." You
0: might get the golden pickle. <laughs> you might get
1: the golden pickle, you know. But then the other side kicked in. The whole other part <laughs> of my brain and it was like dude what does it matter if you had a golden tree but
0: there were people making really good money on just flipping it like thousands of dollars in minutes yeah and i think that happens
1: with that's the potential for all of those ten thousand collections is that you know you have to you have to sell when when the fomo is the highest the absolute yes. highest
2: of course and that's usually know, like
1: but... Yeah. Well, usually it's right after they, they mint everything.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, or when your grandma talks about it, when your grandma's like, so what about (laughs) those pickled FTS?"
2: You're
1: like, Oh, sell. It's time to sell it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you have a, you have a 50, 50 chance right there. Right. It's like, if you wait, if you decide to hold, you know, one of those, it's either going to fly up eventually, or it's going to go, or it's going to tank. You know what I mean?
0: What do you think? Are we, um, are we getting fatigued with all these uh, profile pick collectibles? It feels to me like it's like, okay, how long is this going to go on for? That there's going to be another like avatar type collectible thing. It feels, I don't know, feels a little played out.
1: Well, that depends, right? Like, do you still feel like? Uh, where do you feel like alt punks are right now?
0: Alt punks have kind of a permanent, kind of classic, kind of. I think they'll always be cool because of yeah the it's more than just a cash grab do you know what i mean it was kind of a statement right so i think there's a value there but some of these other ones feel to me like they're okay what can we do next that a lot of people will buy let's do this
1: right so if i mix if i mix like um you know what's a big collection like ghost or something i don't Uh know if you've seen the ghost that this guy made like 800 ethereum off these hand-drawn things I, th- I and think John I remember ghosts. what you're talking about. Yeah. So I'll mix the ghosts with the alt the punks and, you know.
0: Right. Ghost punks. So those,
1: yeah, those feel like a bit cash grabby, but I only bring that up because it's like, you know, you've been around the space longer than I have. Do these fads last? You know, do,
0: or, you know, like, do these things I think last? It goes back to like what I was saying about well, the on? internet boom, where, you know, there's lots of these little ones that come along because they're trying to make some money. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with making money. I'm not against that. Um, of course but in terms of uh having longevity there's just a few that stand out you know so you know things like pickles i can't see that being something that has longevity but right maybe i'm wrong you know I, um yeah you know like you know lo- you look at crypto punks and they have uh because of they were early and you know they're iconic they they'll always have value right um and I feel like yeah, and I unofficial how punks, all punks kind of fits with that.
1: Yeah, I like how all, all punks went out to make a, a cultural statement. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I've, I've also known, like, like, there are certain people, like, when I first entered the space, uh, my NFT collective number three, mm-hmm. which was, it was one that Gary Vee had eventually retweeted at one point. Okay. But the beat was made by one of the all punk collections. His name was Metal Punk. Mm. And he had sold like 60 Ethereum or something like in that realm of oh, wow. just like uh, of alt punks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So the guy was able to make a living making those, you know, at least that collection. He was, he was able to make a sizable amount of money doing that. So I always have this sort of like. Like the alt punks in itself have made a, a cultural statement, but do mm-hmm. the alt, alt punks like collections individually do that? Right, and so that's what I look for. Also, with the ten thousand, you know, profile pictures or whatever the case is, it is like me personally as an artist. Like I would like to make some sort of cultural impact.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: and I don't know if I could do that with my NFT collective raps, but that's what I'm trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. You know, because otherwise I'd be making all punks right now, and I'd be trying to like. I'd be like programming on Solidity. You know, I have some basic programmer experience. I'd be programming on Solidity, trying to you know make my own smart contracts and stuff, so I could yeah. make one of those ten thousand collections myself. But instead, I put a lot of my effort into writing and seeing if I can make a cultural impact with that, like
2: mm-hmm.
1: even if it's one person at a time.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: so yeah, it's, it's interesting. An interesting when you, wrestle,
0: yeah. yeah, it is because like when you look at like some of the most successful artists. They often stick with a particular style consistently, like throughout their work. And sometimes I struggle with that because I'm like, no, I don't want to be the same all the time. You know what I mean? Like, I want to try different things. But is that bad for me as an artist? Is that detrimental to my own, I don't know, brand in air quotes?
1: Right. You know,
0: what do you think of that? Like, in terms of evolving, changing, trying different things?
1: I feel like for an artist, it's kind of weird you know like uh like the word brand gets thrown around a lot now yes in in the nft space like hey you're your own brand you know it's like well you know artists are artists right like it's a different space like now it's like bringing in a lot of that social media like everybody Mm -hmm. is their own ceo type of mentality and now you're merging that with artists saying that you're a brand and you have to watch your personality and watch what you say and watch what you do. It's sort of like, I don't know. The way I see it, I don't like to see like people having like a lot of fake optimism, you know, like a brand would. Mm. That makes sense?
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, And I see that a lot, right? It's like, you you know, you'll have people that make like, on on my side anyway, you'll have people that make like 10,000 whatevers and then they have to keep that up, like with their own fake optimism. There's not like it doesn't feel human. It doesn't feel human because they're you know, marketing no face to the project, yeah. right? They're marketing it and they're trying to sell a product at that point. So I don't know. I like to stick with people that that just feel human. Like you can see their face on my videos. You can see my face. And
0: yeah, yeah. I just
1: try not to go like too confrontational. Like, let's say Beanie or Digital Archic or whatever. I don't I wouldn't go that
0: far. Yeah, um, I, I try to not get engaged in any arguments or inflammatory stuff personally
1: right i i came into the nft space to escape that
0: you know (laughs) exactly that's what the rest of twitter is yeah that's why i avoid it because prior to getting into nfts i was i mostly wrote i was writing right i was writing for coin telegraph mostly um and prior to that before i got into the writing I would spend a lot of time just arguing with people on stuff like Facebook and stuff. And I look back <laughs> yeah. at that time and I'm like, what the hell was I doing with that time? Like, talk about yeah. a waste of time.
1: Right? Was that recent though? Like, was no, it like that was like five,
0: six years ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah. I'd get into these like political debates and, you know, I could write up a really good, you know, argument, but it's irrelevant because if you're talking to somebody who's on Facebook and they don't agree with you. I don't know if I've ever had a conversation where at the end they go, Oh, those are some really good points. You changed my mind. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think
1: that, I think that public shame or something like that really has something to do with that. Right. Like if someone were to, if someone were to debate you in real life, you know, and that were happening in front of a group of people that they cared about and stuff like that. And then you've really made a solid point and they didn't have 18 minutes to think of a response. You know, it'd be different than it would be very different. Right. But human sad, nature is to
0: just dig in. Even if you're even if you're shown compelling evidence to change your mind, we don't like to relinquish that. We just go, nope. I'm just going to dismiss that.
1: Yeah, and that really ties into that, you know, digital personality. I think that's one of the most interesting things about the NFT space, but also because, you know, people have a product to sell and people are like marketing and they throwing around the word like hey everyone's their own brand it, it sort of scares people into like this pocket you know mm. and so i just want to i don't know me personally i just want to have try to find a uh, try to find a way to have a cultural uh, effect on the nft space but mainly what i do it for is because i can change the day-to-day for somebody you know mm. for somebody to have a terrible day and then rap about them and then suddenly it's like i don't even know the person you know the person's a complete stranger to me and they're able to find some sense of happiness where they are some of the stories that people have like reached out to me with are, are just crazy man like i can sit down and, and write a rap in 45 minutes and then somebody will tell me that you know they were depressed that day they had an awful day and now it's completely different because i wrapped up
0: wow that's awesome yeah
1: to me that's That's probably the best feeling that I can get, right? It's the complete opposite of arguing with someone online or something like
0: that. Exactly. Yeah. So, So, yeah,
1: I'm definitely inspired by Harry Mack, by the way. That guy's that guy's a legend. Explain. I'm not sure if you're familiar. I'm not. Uh, So there's a rapper that goes by Harry Mack. Okay. Uh, and he does he does. He does the whole like music thing completely different Mm. uh, where he'll go. He had this he had this series called Gorilla Bars. And he'll be going, he'll be walking around California and stuff with like a, a Bluetooth speaker with a beat playing. Mm-hmm. And then he'll just be rapping about the people around him or the okay. things going on around him. And by the end of this video, a whole crowd has emerged around this guy, you know? And he's just like, at first he's like walking and stuff. And then he'll find a, like a group of three or four people, start rapping about them. And by the end, there's like 30 people around him. And he's just rapping about each and every individual person.
0: Okay. And at
1: the end, there's like this big applause, you know?
0: Harry Mack. I'll look it up. Harry Mack.
1: Yeah. The guy's a beam of light, you know, super positive dude. Um, and then after the pandemic hit, he started going on Omegle, which is like that uh, website where you get matched with like a random person.
0: Okay.
1: Like yeah, you're on your webcam and then you like, it'll like roll the dice or whatever.
0: Oh, I, I think I webcam. know what you're talking about. Yeah.
1: All right, it's called Omegle. And uh, so he'll be like, oh, hey, give me three words and I'll rap about it. You know and so the person will be there all right yeah sure you know i'll give you three words and they'll pick those random three and he'll go in on a whole 16 bar verse with the beat playing with like amazing quality and it's like man that's, that's inspirational talent, you
0: know man. like
1: wow yeah it's completely freestyle. everything wow. is completely like uh, off the top of his head and by the end of it that person's like oh my god that was amazing you know like the guy's have He's an alien, man. He's a complete. To think alien.
0: on your feet that quickly—that's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, but he's been probably free, he's been rapping for decades. He says he's sure. been rapping since he's like twelve, so he's probably in his—I don't even know—mid thirties, late thirties, or something. Okay. But now he does like a live stream. He'll go on the live stream and he'll start freestyling for people, and he just hit a million subscribers on YouTube. You guys, Is are that legends. right? Okay.
0: Huh, yeah.
1: Wild. So uh, I took like a big page out of his, like as, as I started growing NFT collective, I started seeing like how much of an impact that can have because people mm-hmm. have reached out to him. Like, man, I got emotional when you did this or like when you rapped about that. So I was like, people are reaching out to me with similar stories.
0: I think it's recognition, right? Feeling like there's people who recognize you paying attention to you
1: for no reason. Right. Yeah, For no reason. Like, you know, you didn't have to, you know how far we go out there to like become recognized sometimes, especially by people we admire. Sure. For them sometimes to ignore us or something like that's a really crappy feeling. But when somebody with some level of skill recognizes you in any way, you know, it's like it, it hits differently, you know, it's a completely yep. different feeling.
0: Well, I mean, so, you know, yeah. people people need that. They need I mean, attention's not that far away from just, you know, love, like in terms of feeling like someone cares about you or wants to uh you know, give of themselves in a way because they're spending that time paying attention to you rather than just paying attention to themselves, right? So, yeah, yeah, no, it makes sense that people would feel that way when they hear you speak about them, for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's a now the struggle that I'm 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 going through, which I feel
0: like for most rappers
1: it's the opposite, right? Like, there's so many rappers out there, there's so many of them, and uh, a big part of that is like. There's almost like this, oh, I have to always rap about me, what I'm going through and the situation that, you know. But with what I'm doing on the NFT Collective, it's 98% of the focus is on all the artists. Mm -hmm. And so my struggle now is like, all right, if I want to make music, if I want to do something that's more artistic, maybe make even a little bit of money from the music, it's going to be making some original tracks that are artistic you know but that can fit into the nft space
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know so now i'm working on my own tracks and making my own songs and stuff like that but still a big focus is on nft collectives trying to get everybody in together
2: mm-hmm. because
1: i just love chasing that feeling of being able to like rap about someone completely random and you know making them happy you know yeah
0: yeah, yeah. that's awesome
1: yeah, i think that's unique as a musician think that's something that a lot of musicians come by
0: no i don't think so yeah i think you're right yeah well the nft space allows for that in a way that probably wasn't so achievable before really you know in terms of just the accessibility of it
1: it's very underground feeling i mean i've had just the potential of having another artist be able to draw me or digi in his like with my glasses on and stuff like that um it's it's such an amazing feeling for somebody to to do it randomly right like my my uh my album cover uh-huh. from crypto fantasy she makes yeah. like all the trash art and stuff like that was spontaneous right like i had rapped about is it that right? and then, like two days ago yeah two days two days later she like she sends me uh this album cover and i'm just like yo this is unbelievable <laughs>
0: that's cool you know? uh...
1: yeah my profile picture is made by this guy named dickers uh-huh Uh, And he makes these Skull Kids and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Another one, it's like. It's to me, I'm speechless about it because it's like, how how did I get to a point where I'm like doom scrolling after COVID and then not long after that, I'm like rapping for this entire community and now they're drawing me or they're putting like different spins on what I do, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, and they're taking time to do something, you know, as a gesture for you. So. Taking time away from whatever they could be doing instead. And it's still, again, it comes back to that kind of kindness, that attention, right? Recognition. Yeah. And so I just have a lot of admiration for all these artists. You know, like mm-hmm. I
1: wish I could draw the way that they do and stuff like that, but what I can do is rap. So it's like, yeah, that's awesome. You know,
0: yeah. well, hey, I really appreciate the work you're doing. I think, you know, it, it is an uplifting thing and it is encouraging and it does make people feel, you know, recognized and affirmed. So, Thanks for doing it. I keep doing it. And I wish you all the best with your upcoming musical projects and your stuff coming up on Wax is what you're telling me from earlier. What's the timeline yes. on the Wax stuff?
1: Uh I need like I need like three weeks and I'll okay. be able to put those all the okay. packs. So out. we're for talking
0: wax. end of July sometime.
1: Yeah, that's for the Digifighter. So that's inspired, you know, by all the games that I love. By the way, I know that you're uh that you love Diablo too, right? Mm-hmm. Is that
0: true? Yeah. Hold on. Let's... Played it years ago, but Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Check this out. Cause I'm such a nerd about Very this stuff. Nice. This. Very nice. I keep all David my... I keep all mine too. I keep all the boxes. <laughs> Dude, the boxes are so unique. <laughs> drives my That's... wife nuts. She's like, Why are you keeping these? <laughs> is that signed? Yeah, this is signed by David Brevin. This oh wow. Okay. Yeah. That's this awesome. is a
1: delete programmer for the game, man. Because at some point I was like, man, I really want to get into game design and stuff like uh-huh. that. But this is my favorite game of all time. So when you were talking it's about how you game. were a big fan of it, I was like, man, this guy's this guy's a real deal. Uh, I definitely you know what I really
0: enjoyed was the PS4 Diablo two. It's really good. Oh, you mean Diablo three? Is that Diablo three? Yeah, that's that came three. out. You're PS4. right, that's three. That's three. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I really like the controls on the console for Diablo 3 they did a really good job with that
1: yeah absolutely it has um i wasn't a big fan of like the pc version of it but the ps4 version had like a gauntlet feel to it i'm yes. not sure if you
2: played
0: gauntlet before yeah oh
1: yeah yeah was gauntlet dart legacy was one of my favorite games as well but <laughs> uh the way that they put Diablo 3 onto the ps4 they did an amazing job they did. and the d2 yeah. remake is coming out
0: is that right okay i didn't know about that Anyway. I'm still I'm still humming and hawing about maybe picking up an Xbox Series X or not. I don't know. I don't do a oh, okay. lot of gaming anymore, so I don't know if it's really worth it because they're like what 500 bucks, something like that.
1: Yeah, so, I just play PC games, man. I have them um, my whole life.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Something about sitting on the couch with the controller is nice.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. So I mean, most people own a console. Like I have, I have a, a PS5 myself, but I just don't i don't use it as much like i'm
0: so glued yeah, to my computer now i don't now, think i would use it XC much space. either. honestly yeah you're gonna get that ratchet and clank game
1: i played the old ratchet and clank but probably not No. okay
0: it so. just got so many good reviews and it's kind of one of the first big exclusives for ps5 so
1: yeah i really like uh those those platformer games do they remake them i oh, mean yeah. they oh, always it's... come out well because they're so easy to like <laughs> develop like spyro <laughs> yeah 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 you know? Uh, Uh, the spiral remake came out so well like i don't know i feel like there's a lot less game mechanics in those you just have your 3d object like jumping around
0: simplicity is nice though yeah yeah absolutely yeah it's like the art style
1: especially for those games are amazing Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. hey thank you very much for taking this time to talk with me and uh i just hope uh this all goes great for you this summer and uh yeah stay in touch
1: thanks darren i had a blast man thank you so much right on man
0: Okay, thanks for taking that time with me.
1: Absolutely. Peace out.
0: Yeah, take care. Thanks again for listening to the Non-Fungible Podcast. See you again soon.